It's been a busy first month for Fiji's new coalition government, which has set about restructuring the public service hierarchy amid constant criticisms from the opposition group. As the first new government since the country's return to democracy in 2014, there are understandably teething issues. However, the overall responsibility of the military for the well-being of Fiji and all Fijians under the constitution is a cause for concern going forward. I spoke with Victoria University of Wellington professor in comparative politics, John Franco, about the first few weeks of Siti Venirambuka's new government. Uh, government's been going around all the ministries, going around the churches, going around the local communities, um, talking to people, lots of um, commemorations, celebrations, lots of discussion, a, 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 a significant change in the flavour of government and the way government is done compared to the uh, Fiji First administration. On the other hand, of course, on, first on the uh, uh, 1st of January, and then on several occasions, within, in ge- early January, uh, Bainimarama and the former Attorney General have made all sorts of allegations about the supposed breaches of the Constitution by the new government, most of which are nonsense. Um, the um, uh, the uh, claims that asking people to resign is uh, unconstitutional is wrong. It's not unconstitutional to ask people to resign. It's unconstitutional to force them to resign. There are constitutional processes which are being gone through in the case of the police commissioner and uh, several others. So, um, yes, there are certainly lots of attempts to destabilize the government going on, but uh, these have not been successful, and Banimarama walked out of the Constitutional Offices Commission uh, last week. Uh, the government clearly has a majority on that commission and therefore can do pretty much as it as it pleases. The um, opposition has a minority and is unable to block some of the important changes. Uh, uh, asking the police commissioner to step down, which is suspended at the moment, is um, almost inevitable because he, uh, the, the police force has brought in many of the current ministers for questioning over recent months in, in ways that were clearly very partisan and very much oriented towards uh, trying to uh, advantage Fiji first and disadvantage the opposition. We we were obviously in Fiji for that prime minister's election, and and just some of the, some of the conversations were sort of wondering whether Rambuka's rhetoric of you know um, congratulating Fiji first on on well acknowledging Fiji first for the work it had done and that it was taking over and being very sort of statesmanlike in terms of. The, their uh, coming into power, whether that would continue or whether they would be vindictive and use some of the tools that Fiji First has created and used against them in the past uh, on the now opposition uh, leader and his and his group. So, uh, uh, what is your sense of that side of things in terms of the the way that the current government is behaving? Well. Uh, uh the um, let the love shine kind of campaign theme of uh, the People's Alliance uh, uh, was very much one of no recriminations that they wouldn't be going after people. And I think that's the case. They haven't gone after Bainamarama. Um, they've, they've gone after people who are clearly spoilers of the new government, including the police commissioner and the former attorney general. Um, the, they've dispensed with the services of the um, CEO of Fiji Broadcasting Corporation, who seems to have been paying himself more than the Prime Minister earns. Um, 
the, a couple of permanent secretaries, but there are also permanent secretaries and people in key positions in government under Fiji First whose services have been retained, have been redeployed to other parts of the uh, civil service. So it's by no means a kind of crude victimization sort of approach. They seem to be approaching this on a sort of case-by-case basis. Now, turning to this this. The, the legal clause or the clauses that are, that are vague around the all-assuming power of the military in certain situations in Fiji and, and how much of a threat that is or a perceived threat to, to the government, let's say, overstepping um, its constitutional, I don't know, mandate and triggering the military into taking over and resetting everything. Uh, how, how Can you explain a bit about the, the laws involved and why they're of concern? Well, yes, the um, 2013 Constitution revived this provision that existed in the 1990 Constitution that gave the military responsibility for looking after the well-being of the Fiji people. Of course, when that was first introduced in 1990, it was as part of an ethno-nationalist constitution that was seeking to uh, codify indigenous paramountcy in the state. After that, uh, at that point, I think the uh, Fiji military contemplated briefly uh, uh, assuming power in an unconstitutional way for 16 years. But it didn't do that. And after that, by the early 1990s, uh, things had calmed down. There was a, a desire to reinforce civilian government for the military to keep out of politics. It's only really in the wake of the spate coup that um, the uh, uh, Mahmoud Aziz um, uh, um, re- rehabilitated this provision in the 1990 Constitution and uh, suggested that it still applied under the 97 Constitution, and then they put it in the 2013 Constitution. Now, what does this mean? Now, well, it could mean just about anything. What, what does it mean to look after the welfare of the Fiji people? You could interpret that to mean anything at all. I noticed that uh, before the um, final result, when Rambuka perhaps misguidedly Uh, complained to the military commander about the glitch, about the uh, counting of the election ballots, the the military commander said that that wasn't within his remit. In other words, he thought that didn't fall under this Section 131 of the Constitution that gives the military right to intervene to protect the well-being of the Fiji people. But after the election of the new government in early January, The uh, military commander, uh, Johnny Kalini White, did make a a peculiar statement where he said that uh, he expressed concern about the ambition of the government and about the speed at which things were moving. And he also uh, suggested that the military might have some responsibility for um, making sure that the separation of powers is guaranteed. Now, that's usually a role for the courts not for the military. So one has to be careful about this kind of expansive uh, understanding of the role of the military in the new Fiji. I think uh, there need to be further discussions about what that actually means. It was it was interesting to me being um, at Parliament as um, Frank Banimarama emerged after losing that um, uh, Prime Minister's election. And his words... This was his sort of gift to Fiji, the 2013 constitution, democracy in action. It it wasn't, the sense for me, wasn't a man defeated. It was more almost, uh, 
allowing this this to to continue and even the the language from Ayaz and um, him mistakenly calling Frank Bannimrama still the prime minister and this sort of behaviour it does it the, is the is the sense in terms of Fiji first sort of a. Uh, uh, licking their wounds and waiting to come back or is it do you think uh, an opportune time for for Frank Bainimarama to bow out you know of politics and say you know it's a full conversion from coup to democracy to a smooth transition of power well I think that statement I think Bainimarama came out of the parliamentary chamber and yes he said the 2013 constitution was his legacy and he said this is democracy but also I had a tone of sort of blaming Sadelpa for having brought about the outcome, because they're the party with three seats that decided the outcome in favour of the opposition rather than Fiji first. And since then, I think Bonimarama and uh, Ayas Sayed Kem have been trying to do three things. Firstly, they've been trying to provoke uh, some kind of military action under Section 131, this uh, provision about the well-being of the Fiji people, but the uh, commander of the military forces has twice, I think, appeared alongside uh, the Minister of Home Affairs and one time alongside the Prime Minister as well, saying, no, he's uh, uh, supporting the government of the day, perhaps conditionally, but nevertheless, he's giving them support. Uh, Secondly, um, Bainam Rama has seen the president and has presumably sought to get the president to take some kind of action. Um, although that, uh, the president takes his legal advice from the current attorney general. So there was a meeting with uh, Siromi Tarangis straight after that. And thirdly, there's been signs that uh, the, 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 of continuing efforts to try to break the allegiance of the uh, Sadelpa, the small three-seat party, to the new government. Uh, the uh, former general secretary of Sadelpa made another statement about a week ago, uh, uh, critical, saying that the, the coalition deal uh, was defunct because it hadn't been honoured. But this was denied by party leader Viliami Gavoka and the Sadelpa MPs. And uh, Duro is overseas, I understand, so it's unlikely to uh, have the desired repercussions.